and welcome to episode two of the Bucks Network podcast. Today's special guest is Cranbrook Bucks 19-year-old forward AJ Vasco. AJ and I discuss his journey from LaSalle, Manitoba, to the Pembina Valley U15 AAA Hawks, then on to his three years at Rank Hockey Academy in Winnipeg, and then his two seasons here in Cranbrook with the Bucks. You will learn lots about not only AJ, but some of his current and former teammates as well. I am Chris Keck. This is episode two of the Bucks Network podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, thrilled to welcome into the Bucks Network podcast, Cranbrook Bucks 19-year-old forward, AJ Vasco. AJ, how are you doing today? Good, Chris. How are you? Good, man. So you're born and raised in LaSalle, Manitoba? Born in Winnipeg, and okay. then I moved out there when I was around 10 to LaSalle, so just, just outside the city. Okay. Uh, how does this uh, Cranbrook winter that we're having compare to what you're used to growing up? Honestly, it's pretty pretty alike. It's not far off. There's been a lot of snow here, and certainly uh, certainly reminds me of home a lot. Definitely yeah. cold, too. Yeah, this, this doesn't happen every year. This seems to happen once every uh, three or four years. Like, I don't think last year when you were here, I don't think it was nearly this bad. But Not a chance. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is, though, I guess, eh? That's how she goes. What was your uh, your inspiration to play hockey competitively growing up uh, just outside Winnipeg? Like, obviously, there was the, the Manitoba Moose, and then I think you were probably about 10 when the when the Jets came back. So what was what uh, inspired you to play? Um, yeah, it's funny you brought up the Moose there. My dad would always take me to Moose games back when uh, we didn't have the Jets in Winnipeg, so... Uh, my inspiration is definitely my old man. I think he uh, pushes me the hardest for sure and just wants what's best for me. So he brought me into the sport and he's stuck on my side since the beginning. So I uh, got to say the old man. Awesome. Awesome. Good to hear. Um, so before joining uh, Rink there, you played a year of U15 AAA where you scored 17 goals, 28 assists, 45 points in 32 games. Um, just wondering what that year was like for you. Um as you started to take off in your uh, your career there a little bit? Yeah, I thought uh, that was out in Pemina Valley there for a regional AAA team. And uh, obviously I had high expectations for myself that year being a, a major age in that league, knowing it's my last year until midget there. So um, honestly, I think uh, I don't think one player on that team got, uh, no, uh, maybe one guy on that team got drafted to the Western Hockey League. I think, and we ended up winning provincials that year. So it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I think that was one of the most tight knit groups I've ever been with in my life for sure. And that's just I think that's just what the game's about. I think you know if you can find a way just effortlessly to make friends with those guys around you, it just makes the game easier on the ice, off the ice. Everything's fun. And definitely looking back at it, it was one of the more memorable seasons of my life for sure. Just not even not even crazy to say hockey wise, just guys wise, and it was just super fun. So I think having fun with the guys like that is just going to lead to success by itself. So I think that was why we had so much fun and all the success we had without even having those guys, having those top guys, you could call them, I guess. But, yeah. Right on. And then the next year you, you went off to Rink Academy, played uh, for the Elite 15s there. Um, what was that season like for you? What, what was the jump like from U15 AAA to the, uh, to the U16 level at Rink? No, it was certainly it was certainly difficult and tough. I wanted to play rank when they first came out there the year before. Never got the invite, but uh, 
obviously, uh, I've everyone, I think everyone from Winnipeg kind of wanted to play for right there at the beginning. So it was cool to, to, to get the invite and play for sure. But, um, it was certainly a lot faster. You got a lot of good players, Carter Loney on that team, Evan Herman, a couple of great forwards. And, and I think that, uh, it definitely prepared me to, to play at the next level and kind of grow. Right. So you were drafted uh, 28th overall by the Winnipeg Blues of the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. What was uh, what was that process like? How'd that go down, and, and what was that like for you? Um, it was it was cool. It was definitely really cool. Um, I think I was I think I had some family over, and we were. I think it happened during the morning in the summer one day there. So I had some family over, some grandparents, whatever, and we were just kind of watching not really expecting too much but uh yeah it was it was it was was pretty cool it was cool i think i had my heart set out coming out here a while ago so i didn't uh didn't see too much through it right on um so after your your first year at rink there you made another jump and played uh u18 prep and uh you were nearly a point per game player in your first year um again what was that jump like what was that first year like of u18 prep yeah, no, that one's uh, that was a tougher first half of the year for sure. Um, getting used, to, I mean, you're playing with some some really elite guys in that major league. You got just guys off my team, Carson Lambos, who's playing, you know, play World Jays this or yeah, play World Jays this year for the Ice. Got drafted by Minnesota. You got guys like Hudson Thornton who played in this league, playing the Dub now. Loney, I've already mentioned. Herman, I've already mentioned. Like you got a bunch of bunch of great great players. Uh, Eric Allaire, another great player forward. Moose Jaw. Um, it was just kind of, I, I it was adjusting the speed for the first half, and then it was trying to find your rhythm. And uh, I finally found my rhythm there in the second half. And and uh, I had great coaches, Rob Smith and Ian Duval, and uh, they were definitely helped me out and and matured me and helped me move on to to the next level. I give a lot of credit to them. Awesome. And then uh, you played another year of U18 prep. You were the team captain. You uh, 15 goals, 41 assists for 56 points in 31 games. So obviously a lot of uh, individual success. Um, again, what, what was that season like for you? Um, yeah, that was definitely the best start of the year I've ever had in my life, playing with uh, Matthew Savoy and my buddy Riley Niven there. Um, I think I had eight points in my first game there against Banff, Savoy and I, and Niven. It was just nuts and just a, just a crazy start. Wow. And, um, and then, uh, I think maybe after the first three games, I had to do, uh, like an emergency surgery there. My appendix and gallbladder had to get taken out. So mm-hmm. I took me out for, I think, five, six games. I would have liked to play those games to see, you know, what the full, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, kind of, took a little while to get back in rhythm after the surgery and then finally caught steam again. And it was honestly just, just like that coming to value. Like it was, the boys were really tight knit and it was super fun. And I really think we had a good shot to win it all there. If uh playoffs didn't get canceled. Right. Um, you've already mentioned a few of those, those guys that you played with, like the dub guys, Savoy, Lambos, and then uh, the goalie there, uh, Dante Gianuzzi, if I didn't just butcher his name, but uh, you got it right there. Good for you. Yeah. It, like, what was it like playing with those guys, man? Like, obviously, Savoy is a stud, but, uh, you know, those are those are some, some great players that you got to play with before they were pretty well-known. Yeah, no, for sure. I think um, growing up in Winnipeg, you, you hear about, uh, obviously, everyone talks, and the hockey community is huge, and, and um, 
hearing about, you know, Dante when he was younger, he was always a stud. He was always really good. And I remember me being from the smaller town I was, a rural kid, we would just get stomped on by the city teams. And then eventually we started getting okay, or, or I started getting a little okay, I guess. And then um, we uh, we played them, I think, when we were 13, or no, it was 12, 13s. And then that's when uh, that's when they kind of took off and you notice, you're like, okay, those guys are going to be really good when they're older. And uh certainly are <laughs> yeah for sure uh, i want to ask you about a couple other guys uh noah serdachny he played with at rank he now plays for salmon arm correct Dax, yeah. so uh what's it like i guess what was he like to play with and then uh you know what's it like to play i guess against him i don't think you played in the games against salmon arm so far this year but uh what's nope. it going to be like playing against him no, Dax is uh, Dax is a hell of a player. He's super skilled. One of the smartest guys I know on the ice. He just makes reads and makes plays so well. And uh, um, playing with him was definitely a treat. Playing against him would probably be pretty fun. I think I think he's soft, so I think uh, it'll be fun when we play against him for sure. Yeah, it'll make for some good battles probably. Eh? For sure, for sure. Okay, and then the last guy uh, that I want to bring up that you played with at Rink. Uh, you've now played with him for four years, and that's uh, that's Salesy. So uh, what's uh, what's he like as a as a guy, and what's it been like playing with him for four years? Yeah, Cole Cole's a quieter guy for sure when you first get to know him, but uh, once once you're around him for four dang years, he gets pretty damn loud. And now nah, Sales, he's a hell of a player too, hell of a player. He won Defenseman of the Year in the CSSHLs last year before going to the Bucks, and uh, definitely earned that. He's just oh, he's there every game. You're gonna notice him. He's gonna make the right call. He's just great guy in the room too he's just uh just a beauty just a beauty perfect so that kind of segues us into uh to your time with the bucks here so um i'm curious about the uh the recruiting process and how that all went down i'm I'm guessing it started while you were still playing your last year at uh at rank there yeah yeah, I think they reached out, I want to say, near Christmas. I don't know exactly where I was. I think I was down south somewhere. And I remember getting a call, and I didn't really know much about it because the expansion team at first, so I kind of, not in any way, but I kind of left to the side for a bit. And then uh, when the season was over, that's when I was going to make my decision on where I wanted to kind of go. And so then, you know, you take all the options, you look at them, you weigh out the pros and cons, and... I think, you know, Cranbrook, it's an amazing spot. I've already known that. Um, it's a hockey town. It's, it's a fresh start. It's, it's, you can build something. I think that's pretty cool, and you don't get a chance to do that all the time. And so being a part of something like that, I think it's pretty cool. So I think that definitely swayed my decision to come here. And also, uh, you know, Loon's a great owner, and uh, Ryan and Ryan's done a great job with the team for for keeping us on board for all last year. That was definitely tough, and... And uh, he's doing a great job this year, so yeah, that, sure. that, that was a decision. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, when I interviewed Libel about the process, he kind of said the same thing. Like he, when they originally reached out, I think he said he didn't, he hadn't even heard of the team yet because they were so new. And then, right. but just you know, he did a little bit of research and and learned more, and then, and then was just uh, you know, he was born to be a buck. It seemed like after that, so yeah. Um, so you committed in. Uh, in March, and then I guess it wasn't until probably August or September when you uh, you finally got to Cranbrook and started meeting your teammates and getting on the ice. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it might have been a week before, maybe two weeks before camp. Is me or myself, Zeth, Libs, Reese, Four Fellow, 
Carson, Carrillo, we all showed up for kids camp a week or a couple of weeks before. So I got to kind of get to know some of the guys before that. And uh, so that was cool. I got to kind of get a, you kind of get to know your, your uh, surroundings, like the rank itself and, and all that. So that was, that was cool doing that for sure. And then, uh, and then uh, I want to say two weeks later is when all the guys showed up. I think and two weeks later is when all the guys showed up. So that was definitely surreal. Awesome. So after camp, you guys had the uh, the extended training season, which was basically just two months of exhibition games where you played uh, trail a whole lot specifically. Um, what do you remember about that uh, that stretch of time? Uh, I remember being like nervous, really nervous for every game. Um, definitely. I mean, you hear about playing in the BCHL when you're a little younger and stuff and how fast it is and how skilled it is. So definitely nerves in the first few games. But um I think just kind of, I remember just learning, you kind of just soak up everything in the first few, like the fans, you don't experience that when you're younger like that. You just don't. And, you know, all the, all the, I wouldn't say media, but all the, the noise going on in the rink and all the, uh, just, uh, everything's just crazy, I think. So I think that's cool. You kind of got to get used to it for sure. Yeah. And um, definitely just that, how fast and how skilled the guys are, you got to adjust to that and, and, and play with that and play with the same speed, same skill. And, that's yeah. Yeah, and then after the uh, after that extended training season, um, the regular season was supposed to start in December, and then it got pushed back to January, and then February, and then March, and then finally you guys were able to play in April. Um, what was that time like? Obviously, it was difficult not being able to play, but uh, instead, I believe that you guys just like practiced every day, trained really hard. What what was that stretch of time like for you? Uh, at times it was definitely like frustrating and you definitely saw no way to the end there. And some days you did not feel like doing it. That's for sure. But uh, I, most days, if not every day, basically we were, we were, we were really dialed in and, and tried to pay attention to detail every day. And there was our coach, like I said, did a great job of, you know, keeping us honest and keeping us dialed in and, and knowing how, you know, this kid, this could separate you from other people or you could just fall back in line with, with the rest. Right. So I think, uh, I think we did a good job of kind of pushing through that. And obviously some guys left here and there because it, uh, it's tough when you just want to play games and you're just practicing, seeing the same guys. You feel like you're doing the same same thing every single day. It feels like you're going to school every day. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you focus on anything uh, in particular or try to develop anything in particular while you were in that uh, scenario where all you guys were doing was basically training? Uh, a big thing for me was picking up uh, speed in the neutral zone, just in the neutral zone play. And then uh, just I want to be firing box when I get the chance here. That's one thing I kind of want to bring in the game a bit more is enough clutching up on shots and looking off passes, just start shooting the puck more and put her on net, let her fly. Right on. Um, yeah, and then so finally, whatever it was, midway through March or whatever, you guys found out that you'd be playing uh, the pod season in uh, – in April, so I, what was, what was that? Uh, do you remember what that feeling was like when you heard that you were going to play? And then uh, obviously you went into a bit of a quarantine there. But what was uh, what was that time like for you? Um, I I was actually at this house. I wasn't living here yet, but I was at this was Lives' house at first. So I was at his house with I forget who. I think I want to say Reese and maybe a couple others. And uh, Lives has a brother who was playing in the league at the same time there. I think for uh, I want to say Couchin. Yeah, he was in Couchin. Yeah, and so his brother actually found out before us. 
So he came running in the room and he was like, holy crap, boys, I think we're playing in a bubble, like this, that, and this. And then 20 seconds later, we get a text from coach. So that was definitely nuts because it, it, we didn't hear anything before that. Like we didn't really hear much of a bubble. Like we heard like, cause we knew the dub was doing it. So we figured they might do something like that, but just came out of the blue out of, out of nowhere. So that was definitely pretty, definitely surreal. I was, that was nuts. That was wild. Yeah. So you kind of touched on on some of it there, but uh, we, you and I had an interview while you were in the pod there. It was after your guys' second game. So you played your first game against Penticton, the first regular season game. Um, pretty good game. I think it was tied 2-2 in the third period. I, I think you scored a, a game-tying goal in that one. Um, you ended up losing that one, and then you guys beat Trail the next game. You scored again in that one, so that was the first win. So... Uh, we had a uh, we had an interview there at the pod, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to that interview here here and uh, insert that, um, and then we'll get back at her here. Hey, Jay, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks. First of all, congrats on uh, finally getting to this point, getting the first game out of the way, and then obviously getting the first win. Thanks. Yeah, it's been nice. Uh, it's been a long time coming, but thankful it's here. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So, I guess my first question would be just the feeling of finally hearing that you guys were going to be able to play after months of waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, yeah, no. I, I was with a few guys. We were uh, at a buddy's house there. We're kind of just chilling and. Uh, uh, it's actually Noah Libel's house, and he got a little inside information from his brother there who also plays in the league. Right. And uh, he stormed in the room and started yelling, like, oh, we're playing, we're playing. <laughs> so I guess we all kind of freaked out, and then Coach uh, gave us the text to confirm. So uh, uh, my own feelings were, I mean, obviously excitement, but just finally getting the chance to, you know, show what we've been working for all these all these months. So we're definitely stoked. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh not only all these months that you were waiting, but you've been a part of the team now for like a year. So what was the feeling like when you finally got to put the jersey on and play in the first regular season game? Yeah, uh, it, it was electric. It was electric. Um, I, like we've been waiting forever and you know, putting all this behind the scenes work. And, uh, you know, we just, I mean, we would love to do, we love to play in Cranbrook and for the fans, but um, I, we're, I'm excited. We're all excited. And, uh, I, I, we, just, we just want to keep playing, yeah. What was the the feeling like playing with uh, Penticton there in the first game? Like, uh, I thought it was a you know for most of the game it was a great game. Like, was it was it tense? Were you guys excited? Like, what was the overall feeling like? Uh, we 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 were, we were gripping the stick pretty tight to begin with. I knew everyone was. I was myself for sure. Um, yeah, playing a team like Penn first off right off the bat to open the gates is obviously a challenge itself. But, uh, you know, we held our own for sure. And, uh, you know, that's just the beginning of it. I think uh, I think we got a lot more to bring. And uh, and I'm excited. You know, they're, they're, they're a pretty sweet team. And I think we got we got a sweet team in here too. So I think it'll be there'll be some good tilts coming up here. And I'm looking forward to just keep going with it. Yeah, it's pretty unique to just play the same two teams ten times. And it's, I mean, you guys are playing, I think, probably the top two teams in the uh, – interior division so it's good competition and i thought you guys did very well there in the first two games for sure yeah thank you what was uh 
What was the feeling like for you when you buried one there to tie the game in the first game? <laughs> yeah, no, I've obviously, I, uh, sweet play by Bozo there, or uh, Seth Kinderchuk, sorry, sweet play by Seth to, to throw it across there, and uh, I made my job pretty easy, but it felt nice to get a, get one early so I don't have to worry about it, keep, you know, a few games in. It was nice to get one right off the bat, so then, uh, you know, just playing your game again and, you know, keep grinding and you know, waiting for that next chance to pull one in. Yeah, that felt great. Yeah, awesome. And then in the in the second game there, you extended your streak to two games, which on a great play there to knock her down and bury it the way you did. Yeah, so. yeah showing off the ball there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was good to see. Uh, good to see you get the first win there. What was what was that like for the boys and for you personally? Um. It's, uh, yeah, it was, it was, again, it's, it feels like life's a movie right now. It's, it was pretty crazy. I mean, it was, I'm really, you know, happy for the ownership, Nathan, and the coaching staff, and, you know, especially these boys here, yeah, putting all that work, and uh, it was pumped to get the win. You know, everyone knew, you know, what was on the line, and everyone knew kind of the outcome, and, you know, what it meant for everybody, so it was sweet for the day one guys that were here, and the new pieces that we added on. It was uh, it was awesome, you know. You're never gonna get that again. So I'm really uh, grateful to be a part of that and you know have an outcome on the game, for sure. And uh, yeah, for myself, I mean, yeah, it felt it felt great. You know, obviously, you know, it's just one. We want a bunch, but you know, it was good to get it early, early on in the bubble and just ride it out. Right on. So from my point of view, in the first two games there, I I felt like you really took a step as a leader on the team. I thought like not only did you score in both games, but you just you played hard, which obviously I've noticed right from day one with you. But it just you seem to really try to put the team on your back and play with some leadership. How much of the leadership is something that you pride yourself in? Um, coming coming out of the box, you know, in the beginning. We had we had some great leaders like uh, Briggs, Gamal, Dane Dahlia, Chris Bentham, uh, Cameron Congle, those guys. And so uh, I knew my role to begin with. Here it was kind of you know I want to I want to you know kind of you know let, let let my playing you know talk for itself at first here. But we you know we lost some of those big pieces. So I think you know certain guys need to step up, and uh, I've been told I need to step up, and that's just what I'm trying to do every day, every practice is you know prove you know I deserve to be here. And, you know, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play with these guys and and kind of just you know let my work speak for itself. And that's that's all I'm trying to focus on doing these these last few games here. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think it showed there. So that's good to see. Thank you. Appreciate that. So just before I talk to you here, I I talked to Noah Libel there, and uh, I asked him if there was a couple guys that he was uh, happy how the first couple games went for them and. He he mentioned you. We also mentioned Walker, but uh, Libel said that he was he was happy to see how the first two games went for you, as a as a teammate that's been around as long as he has as well. Uh, yeah, Livesy, Livesy's uh, Livesy's one of my best friends on the team, and uh, you know he's he's another one of those guys. Good leader, works balls off all the time, and uh, you know it's common for him too. Uh, yeah, Walker, Walker's another one there. He's uh, been back and forth a bit because of his age I'm pretty sure but uh yeah Walker's a player man he's he works he works he works hard too he's a great shot super skilled he's a hell of a player as well so it's been nice getting a line with him and get to figure him out a bit we're both pretty fresh on uh you know even play too much together 
So I'm going to know him. He's a, he's a great guy, works hard. He's, yeah, again, super skilled. So it's, it's been sweet working with him. And also, got a quick shout-out to Zeth, Zeth Kinderchuk there. Zeth, he scored the first goal in the exhibition. Man. Yeah. If we're still counting. I don't know if we're going to count that anymore, but whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, Zeth's been working, too. Yeah, I play with Zeth quite a bit, and uh, we're good buddies. He, he's he's super dialed in. He's focused. He's a, he's a good little role model, too. So, uh, yeah, I, I love what my line's doing right now and uh, some undercover stuff. Noah Quinn, on uh, we, we, our centers will focus on face-offs, and, you know, trying to – you know, be the best we can on the dot, and Noah Quinn's really stepping up there. I think he's gone over 60%, 70% every game, so I think that's just small things like that that we can work on and, you know, get better at, and Quinn is definitely taking the reins there and, and making, it, making it tough on other centers. Yeah, I I agree. Everything you said there, it's it's noticeable for sure. I notice you and, and Quinn are in the face-off circle for sure, so that's good to see. So another thing that came up with uh, Noah there, I asked him uh, – if you remembered who got the first penalty in in franchise history so a funny story that came from that is the reviewed goal while he was sitting in the box did you know that there was video review or what was what was going through your mind there while all that was going on that game in uh penticton there yeah yeah um i I was on the ice there and i there was a scrum in front of the net and i could have swore i didn't see the puck go in like i thought it was under Aries pad the whole time he made a great play to just like stick with it and keep it out and then they start celebrating and i was like whoa 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 like calm down that never went in and so i don't know if, i think it might have been sales uh cole saley sales he was on the ice there too and and uh we played a couple years together back at rink in winnipeg and we left to yell and we were yelling at this ref like come on man that did not go in like you know it didn't go in and whatever and so they ended up going back and I didn't even know they could review it, to be honest. I got a penalty. I got a couple penalties, I guess, the other game there against Trail, and I was in the box. I'm like, how did you guys review that? Like, what's going on? So I guess it's something only Penn Tickton has for their games with the different angles or something, and I guess they could review it. But, yeah, that was pretty sweet. They told us we're, like, the first ever – that was, like, the first ever video review that they've ever used in the BCHL. So I think that's pretty cool. It is nice that went on our side, too. So Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's cool Here's for it. sure. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice if they could start using it a bit more because there's stuff that they miss a lot, I think. But, hey, I think they do a good job, but whatever. Yeah, Noah and I were talking about that too. Unfortunately for a lot of the rinks in the league, it's just you get one broadcast angle and, and that's it. So yeah. it's, it's few and far between, it seems like, where guys' arenas have lots of angles and are able to show replays and stuff like that. But it's cool that it's in Penticton and you're able to see that call get made, right? For sure, yeah. No, that was sweet. Awesome. Uh so going into the game tomorrow night against Trail, um, I'm just wondering where's your confidence at? How you feeling, and uh, what other kind um, of goals do you have going forward as well? Yeah, at the end, at the end of that Trail game, there I took a bit of a knee on knee, so I don't know if I'll be in the lineup here next okay. couple of games. So I'm just you know focused on working the knee. But even when I get back in the lineup, you know I'll, I'll forget about that. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of you know getting getting into those dirty areas and kind of just continuing to play the way I have been. I think it's been working for most of it. And, uh, yeah, again, hard on the dot there, win, the, win some more face-offs and just kind of doing all the little things right, I think, is what's going to get us into the position to win. So I think all of us are kind of on the same page, and myself especially, is just, you know, doing the little things. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think the outcome will be you know, what it is if, if we're doing all those things right. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot for your little bit of your time here today. Uh, it's nice to talk to you there. And, and uh, again, congrats on the first game and the first win and best of luck going forward. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, take care of that knee. Get back on the ice. For sure. Thank you. Yeah. Will do. Okay, have a good night. Okay, we'll see you soon. So AJ, now uh, now that you've had some time to reflect, when you look back on uh, on those first two games and and the first win and everything, what what goes through your mind now after almost a year? I think just kind of looking at how far we've come as a team and just an organization. You look at uh, the year we had last year; definitely uh, not the year we wanted. But I look back and I've watched every single game, past or from there and and, and uh, you know those are definitely winnable games certainly weren't being outplayed certainly weren't being outshot those were those are winnable games I think every single one of them so uh, this year I found I mean look at the record we're you know middle of the pack still not where we want to be still not happy still not satisfied but look at how much we've grown compared to last year and and guys like Tyson and Quinter and full stepping up in, in huge ways and so I think uh, I think just I think the the proof's in the pudding. I think you know. Yeah, I think like that. Obviously, you guys didn't get the results last year, but that was uh, and you guys aren't going to make excuses. But that was a that was an extremely tough year. Like, y- you got hurt after that second game and missed a handful of games. Like, yeah, Tyson. I was playing. I was playing on a bum knee for the rest of the pod. Quinter or yeah, Quinter was out with an ankle. Dicky with a shoulder, and there's Zeth, and Raj had to leave. Brendan Rogers left, I think, a couple of weeks before the bubble started because he got a concussion, and it was just a, a part of my leg. No, it was a mess. It was a mess. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a, a lot of the key players for, for the team this year that would have been big last year. I mean, you mentioned a couple of them, Quinter and, and Dick. Like, they, they never even played after the first couple of weeks yeah. there. So, um, yeah. Definitely, just from the outside, like like you said, you guys were in every game. I, I thought it was a, there was some definitely some unlucky losses. I mean, some of the guys that you didn't have available was just un- extremely unfortunate. But uh, the one thing that you guys did was was worked extremely hard, and uh, I think you guys deserve a lot of credit for that. Thanks, Chris. So, uh, other than you know the injuries and and the results, um, what was your your overall experience like in the pod with with the guys? Uh, it's probably one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do in my life. Definitely, just the the amount it took out of your body, and and uh, it's just uh, the matter of will from there. I think, but looking back at it now, it's just the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. I think, like it was just so cool. Uh, living in a hotel with your best friends for like forty days, you're playing twenty games, you're in Penticton, the weather's unreal. You're playing spike ball on the off days. You got the lake right beside you. I guess just it was crazy. It was just a crazy way of living, and uh, it was just the memories you made with some of those guys. And obviously, you won't see some of those guys ever again. But but uh, it was it was it was so cool. It was, it was it was pretty cool. Sweet. What was the time like? Like, how much time did you guys spend in Cranbrook? after the pod when you got back here before you all went home was it pretty quick or did you guys spend a little bit of time it was there? pretty quick some guys were in and out i think uh i want to say there's like 15 16 guys who stayed for a couple more days just to hang out with each other and then uh, kick rocks after that <laughs> yeah 
what was your uh, what was your summer like after? I mean, I'm sure that felt like the longest <coughs> hockey season you'd ever been a part of. So, what was it like to go home and 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 do in the summer? Uh, it was unreal to see the family, obviously, and the dogs. And um, I, uh, my girlfriend has a uh, cottage out in uh, Ontario, there out in Kenora. So I'm there every weekend. We're fishing and that sort of deal. But um, obviously, summer's huge uh, to grow and get better. So uh, I'm skating three times a week there at uh, the rink where where I train and working out five times a week. So I think the weekends are where I where I get to have some fun, but. Uh, I, I love going to the lake. I love fishing. I'm a huge fisher. I love fishing. And, uh, yeah, it's, that sums up the summer. Yeah, right on. So then you came back this past fall, um, second season with the team as a 19-year-old. Um, I'm wondering if if you received any messages from the coaches about maybe what was expected of you this year. Like, I, I know that uh, – you and a couple other 19-year-olds played a lot together in, in the preseason, uh, Nathan Fox and Noah Libel. And uh, unfortunately, you're the only one of the three that's still here. But was there any messages for you guys as 19-year-olds of, of what was expected? Uh, we had a chat briefly uh, at the beginning of the year, us three. And it was just his expectations of us kind of stepping up as older players and kind of leading the way in, in a physical aspect and in a in a, in a skill aspect and, and finishing games and trying to close out things and playing D zone minutes. And I think it was just uh, playing playing all 200 feet in, in all three zones, I think, is where he wanted to really crack down on for us. And so we've been, well, I guess I'm trying to focus on that. Right on. Um so what, what do you remember? What what stands out about the uh, the preseason there? Obviously, you guys, um, as far as BCHL opponents go, you guys went 4-0. Uh, three of those wins were against uh, your good friends there from Trail. So what, what sticks out about the preseason here? If I'd be honest with you, Chris, I don't look too much in the preseason. I really don't. I think uh, it's, it's nice to get the legs under you, but, but I don't. I could care less about preseason, you know. So I think... Uh, I think we uh, we were off to a good start. Trail wasn't that's all. I don't know. <laughs> you learn then you look at regular season and and before we just smacked Trail four times in a row there. We were what two and two. I think something it, like that. I think it was one and three against Trail. In, in oh yeah, we're one and three. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you know, if it doesn't matter, you know, those those points in preseason don't count, unfortunately. Yeah. Know, so yeah, it definitely definitely doesn't mean much and. Like, I feel the same as you. I don't put a whole lot into the preseason, but the the one thing that I, I took from it personally, um, not so much the 4-0 part, but not losing to trail in the preseason after uh, I mm-hmm. think you guys were 2-8 and eight against them in the pod last year. It, it seemed to me like, even though it was just preseason, it was like, this is going to be a different year. We're, we're here yeah. to play. And uh, yeah. so I thought that was a, a pretty good way to start the season anyways. No, for no, for sure. That definitely did give us some momentum, and the boys were definitely like, "Yeah, yeah, we're different this year." No, I agree with that from that aspect for sure. Cool. And then uh, your your guys's last preseason game was a a pretty special event. What was it like to play the Canadian national women's team in front of? Uh, even though it was a fifty percent sellout, it was it was the first sellout for you guys playing uh, playing against Team yeah. Canada's women's team. What was that? Yeah. Like? Yeah, that was that was crazy. That was so cool. Those I couldn't believe it. Those those girls are really skilled, really fast. I mean, they're the, they're the best in the world. So and they definitely uh, they definitely are. They were they were super super good, super good hockey players. Um, 
and uh, the fans were the fans were nuts. The fans were nuts. I think I don't remember what the score was at one point, but they ended up scoring their first goal, and I was on the ice. And I remember hearing like the I've never heard the fans get so I don't think they've gotten that loud for us before yet. Like it was just <laughs> nuts. I think they all were going crazy. So I mean, kind of sucked being out there for it, but but it was definitely uh, it, it was cool. It was a great experience. Um, <clears throat> And uh, it was cool. You, get, you grow up watching some of those, you know. And I remember watching um, Spooner. I remember watching Spoon, Natalie Spooner when I was younger. And same with Poulin and, and all of them. So I think that's pretty cool. You got to play against them for a game. Yeah, right on. And, like, that was obviously just the first of, of quite a few uh, 50% sellouts that you guys have had this year. But the one thing that was different, like, for me being in the crowd was there was a lot of a lot of young girls, a lot of a lot of women that were there to watch them right and that's why like you said it was so loud i don't remember what the score was either but you're right they scored i think they scored a, a pretty late goal the game was the game was over yeah. it was a late goal and the, the crowd just went nuts and i it, it was a pretty cool experience even even just in no, the yeah, crowd for it, it was super. Yeah. yeah totally totally and then uh so you guys open the season with a home and home against trail um at home for the season opener once again in front of uh 2350 for your first uh regular season home game with fans what was what was that like that was crazy yeah that was something we've all thought about ever since the day i put pen to paper here i was definitely not thinking about the first time i was gonna be able to step in the ice with some fans in cranbrook and definitely did not disappoint it was probably one and it was it was said it a lot today but it was surreal it was it was, it was nuts it was cool and uh, yeah i definitely won't forget that it was that was one of the craziest craziest days yeah yeah, yeah that was uh it was, uh, again, it was a great experience, like, for me, just being in the building, uh, first regular season game with fans, and to get the win, like, it was, uh, that was a great night for me, and I'm sure for you guys yeah. as well. No, it was, it was, it was awesome. Um, were you in the lineup for the, uh, the second West Kelowna game, the Saturday night game? You guys won that was one? the fight? Too? Yeah, the fight. Yeah, I was in, I was in for that. I wish I was on the ice for that one. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So I want to ask about that game just because, um, you know, after you guys won the, the home opener, you guys then lost two in a row. And then, uh, like, that was a that was a really good, really intense game. And uh, you've kind of mentioned it earlier about being able to hang on to games and close it out. But uh, to hang on to that game against West Kelowna, like, what, do you remember that game? What was it like? And, uh, like, how, how good did it feel to, to close it out? And then, obviously, the, the emotion at the end there. No, yeah, I remember that game, actually, pretty well. Um <laughs> Um, I, I remember it was getting pretty heated there in the third. I remember tensions were rising for sure. And we, we know a lot about West Bowen. Our coach prepares us a lot for games, and we're watching a lot of film, a lot of video. We know they're a great hockey team. And um, so a lot of, obviously, a lot of preparations put into it. But but uh, we were just uh, playing shutdown, and, and then uh, things started heating up there in late in the third. And, I don't know exactly what happened. I think the buzzer ended up going on. We won, and someone gets hit there. And, and Big Kungy, Big Kungler got a little angry and decided to take it out on some poor guy. And just, just got just got fed, man. It was pretty, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was in the building. I had a pretty good look at, at what happened there. And then I ended up coming home, and I threw it on the hockey TV thing in there. And I, I, I recorded it just because I wanted to be able to watch it a couple times. And, um, yeah. I, one of the West Kelowna players, like right as the buzzer was going, they were, you know, they were all over you guys trying to get that tying goal. You guys put the wall up there, and then right as the buzzer was yeah. going, uh, 
Bentham took a bit of a dirty cross. Yeah, I didn't. Me. I didn't. I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. But I think Benny started it. <laughs> don't, don't, I think Benny started it. That's Benny awesome. But we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took a little bit of a cross check, a couple face washes, and then the rest is history, I guess. Right, yeah. Um, Benny, Benny doesn't do that stuff unless Congo's on the ice. He just doesn't. Yeah, well, he's like having a big brother up there, right, I guess? Exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next thing I want to ask you about here is the... Uh, BCHL showcase um I'm guessing that's the first time you've ever been a part of something like that so what was that like playing those those games there in in Chilliwack and and the experience yeah um we knew it was uh obviously a huge week and we talked about it for a while and that's where all the schools are at and so we know it's a big deal and, and uh we dropped our first game there against Powell River so that was that was frustrating but we came back big in the, in the second game there and and uh, it was cool to be uh, a part of something like that with uh, so many schools there. I've never seen that many in my life in one spot. It was pretty, pretty, pretty nuts. But uh, it, was, it was certainly cool. Chilliwack is a great facility. They did a great job setting that all up, and yeah, it was, it was very cool. Cool. Um, next thing I want to ask you about is uh, is the trip to Salmon Arm. Now I I know that you didn't play in in those games, but. Uh, the trip itself, like you guys had lost at home the night before, I believe, to Alberni Valley, and then you guys were yep. going up to Salmon Arm for two games. They were, they were nine zero and one at the time. They were, you know, they were playing unreal, and uh, you guys went into Salmon Arm and beat them twice in regulation. Um, I guess what was what was kind of the focus going into those games, and and uh, what do you think of when you look back at those games there for the team? Well, I, I watched them, so I could tell you a lot about them. But um, uh, we uh, we had a tough game against Alberni there. Uh, they worked us pretty good, and so uh, coach was coach wasn't too happy, obviously, and, and ourselves too. Like we put a lot of preparation on ourselves every week, so it's frustrating when you can't get the job done on the first night. So um, you know, we came in there with something to prove, and uh, you just felt the energy. The boys were really ready to go in. And uh, Guard, Guards was in that there. He played phenomenal for both games on his head. And, um, yeah, I think uh, we found a way of shutting down Tassie and uh, Dax there. So uh, if you can find a way to shut down a couple of the top guys like that, I think uh, we're deeper and we can definitely uh, roll, roll lines compared to what they can do. For sure. And then uh, another game that, that kind of jumps out for me looking back at your guys' schedule is uh, – um, a road trip you guys went through west Kelowna and then down to langley and uh langley was uh well still is they're the top team in the coastal conference and uh like it seemed like a, a pretty tough setup for you guys and you guys went in and beat langley in a shootout on a i think a saturday night so what was uh what was that like yeah i know that was a uh that was a grind of a game langley's a good team obviously we knew they're at the top of their division but uh we go in every night knowing every team is beatable so i think uh Again, just we were we were we were super focused. It was the last game before we get a little break there, so we uh, put everything on the line there. And I think it was I think it was one one going in the third there, and I think Quinter took an injury, so I went and played with uh, Dick and Fozzie there. And uh, I think we had two two goals there in the third to find a way to tie it up. And then uh, yeah, Hanny Hanny Hanson won't miss in a shootout. So I'm just saying that now for all those teams, Hanny's not missing a shootout, so don't go in a shootout. Right on. Yeah, he's a he's a super skilled guy, a eh? great skater. He, he played that one game on on defense for you guys when you guys were a little short, and yeah. 
just like his skating ability alone just allows him to fit in wherever. Yeah, he's super, super talented. He's a typical sweet, I think. <laughs> typical sweet, the super, super talented. Yeah. What was the uh, what was the road trip like up to Prince George? Obviously, that was your guys' biggest trip of the year, going up north for three games. What was uh, what was that like? Uh, the road trip itself was pretty pretty crazy. It was snowing and it was you couldn't see out. And I think our our bus driver's unreal, John. Shout out, John. He's unreal. And uh, I think uh, getting into that barn, we've never that, that was the weirdest rink I've probably played into, like the square boards and the balances. Even even getting on the ice, you have to like go down a slope and you're like sliding on your skate was just weird. The whole setup was kind of weird. So getting getting used to that, there was certainly we had to get used to that the first day there. So um, that that was a big series, I think, for us. That was a, a turning point in the year because I think we dropped the first one pretty. They handled us pretty good there, and uh, and uh, it was a bit of a wake up call for all of us. I think it was it was you know we know this is going to be one of the top teams. We might see them in playoffs here. And uh, we really had to, you know, just step into it here and, and, and battle and find a way to come up with a couple points here. So uh, we had a better game, game two there. And game three, found a way to win there. And uh, then this weekend here, got the first one, but the uh, second one again. Winning, uh, winning two against that team is going to be difficult, but uh, two in a row against them will be difficult. But I think uh, they, have, they have holes in their lineup too, so I think there's a way we can utilize that. Yeah, yeah, you kind of mentioned it. I think if you go into every game in this league knowing that there's a chance to win, I think that you guys can beat anyone, which is which is good. And then, uh, yeah, those three games on that trip, like obviously I, the first period was pretty tough, I think, after the trip, right? Like they were kind of all over you guys in the first there. But from, from the second period of that game on, I thought you guys just kept getting better and better and better and uh, definitely deserved to get at least one of those wins there. So that's good. Did uh, what was the trip home like from that trip? Was there something happened with the bus or something? Yeah, I I, I asked John, our bus driver, uh, and uh, I asked him if we were going to stop anywhere just because he was late. We we're going to get a snack. I think like before we left Prince George, I asked him, and he said uh, Jasper. I think you think he said he's going to stop in Jasper for an hour snooze so we can so we can go get snacks or something like that, and. Uh, we show up in Jasper. I was sleeping already, and I wake up and we're stopped in Jasper. And everyone's like, "Oh my gosh! Like, why are we stopped? Like, everyone's up." And so I'm like, "What's going on here?" Like, I thought uh, I thought he's sleeping, and apparently the bus broke down for a bit, which I didn't know. But then whatever, it was so snowy. There was two two feet of snow. Like he was just trucking through this stuff. It was crazy. And so I guess I guess it was so cold that all under the bus just froze up. And so I, I, I couldn't exactly tell you what went on there. But uh, a couple hours later, he just kind of let uh, it defreeze or whatever and uh, just fired her back up and trucked it the rest of the way home there. I think we made it by like noon or one or two. So <laughs> not bad. Yeah. In time for breakfast. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I saw a message that led me to believe that it was a bit of a bit of an adventure coming home. So oh, I I that's funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll ask uh, about a few of the trades here that the team's made in uh, in recent weeks. Obviously, the trade deadline was just this week here, and you guys you guys added a player. But uh, um, I know that you and Noah Noah Libel, you guys were were billet brothers. You guys were really good friends. Um, what was it like for you hearing that uh, Noah was uh, on his way out of town? 
Um, being being close to to Noah for that long, I think he kind of gave me the inside scoop before things were kind of going on. So I always kind of knew what was going on in his head and and how he was feeling. So I think uh, you know, it obviously sucks to lose a guy like that. Just a just a just a beauty and, and a great guy and just amazing. So losing him sucks, but uh, it, it, it's gonna make him happy in the end. I think so. And it's, if it's what he wants, then uh, we'll let him go and. And I uh, hope it all works out for him. Awesome, good to hear. And then I guess on the other end of that trade, you guys uh, acquired big Declan Ride. Uh, what's it been like playing with him here in the first uh, couple weeks? That's uh, that's my new roommate, Declan. Right on. Um, no, he's 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 hilarious. He's awesome. He's uh, super skilled. Obviously, he's monstrous. But uh, no, I think uh, he's coming into a rhythm here. Uh, the last couple of games practices, but. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what he can bring. It's definitely, uh, definitely a lot there. Yeah, I. Uh, it was funny I, when I wrote about the trade on Bucks Network. There, I, I kind of threw in that the Bucks probably weren't acquiring him for much offense, and then he went goes and gets a couple nice assists in his first uh, three games there. And just makes it look <laughs> right? easy too. So it gets around. And then uh, another tough trade for you guys seeing. Uh, a young stud like Walker go. Uh, what, what was that like for you? Yeah, again, another guy I played with him a bit there last year. Didn't uh, I didn't didn't play with him at all this year? I don't think. Uh, yeah, I got to know Walker uh, a lot. I'm friends with his brother too, Hayden, obviously. And so uh, Walker's super talented. I remember gassing him up last year during the bubble. He's super skilled, super talented. It's just a phenomenal player. And so again, whatever is whatever's going to make him happy, and hopefully help him produce and get him to the next level is what we want to all see. So that's in Langley. Then, then I hope, uh, I hope it all goes well for him. Right on. And then, uh, obviously we kind of talked yesterday, but, uh, what do you know about, uh, Carter Schmidt who is added from, from West Kelowna? Um, I don't know much, 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 much of him, much about him, but, uh, I remember playing against him. And normally when you remember playing against the guy, they're pretty good. So, uh, I think, a lot of the boys are excited uh, for the for the new edition, and uh, I think it'll be great. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know much about him either. I just from what I've seen, like he he kind of looks like he lit it up a little bit playing U sixteen AAA, and then mm-hmm. the last couple of years, like same as Walker, just as a really young guy trying to trying to find some playing right. time and whatnot. Yeah, it looks like it's rhythm, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it looks like there's definitely some skill there if he can if he can find some time to play, which I'm sure he will here. So that's good. Hundred percent. Yep. Okay, uh, are you uh, are you familiar with the uh, the meet the captain portion of the uh, game day programs there? It's just a little interview with Reese Bentham. Uh, no. Okay, just your name came up a couple times, so I just thought I'd bring it up here. So one of the questions that Reese was asked was, uh, "Who are the funniest guys on the team?" and uh, Livesy and I. <laughs> yeah, you and Livesy. Yeah. So I, that that didn't surprise me at all. Like I know Livesy a little bit, and and you obviously. So that didn't surprise yeah. me. But uh, what what goes into you guys maybe being the maybe the funnier guys on the team there? Honestly, we're just so talkative, now going like, and we just kind of feed off each other's energy. I think so. It's just he's he's gassing me up. I'm gassing him up, and and uh, it's just funny how it rolls and gets everybody going. So it's it's it's, it's fun. Yeah. And then uh, another, the other place your name came up there was uh, one of the questions was who is the best dancer on the team, and he says AJ Vasco. Or none. 
for sure. For so, sure. Are you kidding me? That doesn't surprise me at all just based on the moves that I've seen seen on the ice, but uh like maybe in a in another scenario, like off the ice with some music going, like where do the where do the moves come out for you? Uh honestly, it's just a rhythm, you just you feel it in your body and it just takes over after a win. Just it's just a beautiful thing. Love it. Love it. You know, I'll tell you this, and it's not a trip. It's not a trip. It's serious. He is an unbelievable cook. He's a great cook. Yeah. I love his food. I think he makes great food. He made me pasta once. He's made me some steak before. Phenomenal cook. And I think uh, that's a great skill, a great asset that he has to move forward with in life. And and so I'm, I'm just going to gas him up. I think, I think he's a great cook. Yeah, well, that's funny that that's what you bring up because in that same interview there, he he was asked who on the team can cook, and his answer was me. <laughs> yeah, he did take it. Yeah, he's a good cook. I think, yeah. he's a, I think he's a really good cook. He enjoys food. I like I enjoy food too, so I like good food. He likes good food, and he makes good food, so. Awesome. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, okay, we'll just uh, – do a little bit of rapid fire here before we wrap up. I'll just uh, fire a few questions yeah. at you and just. Okay, yeah. uh, who's your favorite hockey team? Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Favorite player? Austin Matthews. Uh, favorite non-hockey sport? Uh, football. Favorite uh, non-hockey team? Uh, Cleveland Browns. Favorite athlete? <laughs> favorite athlete. I don't have one. No? Okay. I don't have one. Uh, what's your favorite no, maybe, food or maybe like, meal? maybe like Muhammad Ali or something like that. Okay. Like some sort of fight or something crazy like that. Fair enough. Uh, favorite food or pregame meal? I'm pretty simple. I like pasta before pregame. I don't like eating too, too much. I'm not crazy like that. Uh, what's your What's your favorite uh, go-to music, whether it's pregame or whatever? Uh, I can adjust. Foe has been on been on ox in our room here recently and and he's been doing a better job i've kind of been doing my own thing because i'm not too into his music but uh he likes that edm like that crazy stuff i'm not into that i'm like i'm more into like you know like rap or or uh yeah that's what i deal for game some more more my own kind of music yeah so following the same uh same lines here i'll give you a chance to maybe sue or someone uh who on the Perfect. team has the worst music worst music uh, let's go Quaid. Quaid has some bad music. I love Quaid it. has some bad music, but it's it's not bad. Like it's it's classic. Yeah. It's just not my type. It's good music, it's just not my type. Picking on the local kid, eh? <laughs> uh, favorite hockey memory? Uh, there's been a lot, but I think winning provincials back when we were talking there, winning provincials for Pemina Valley, there was, was certainly the coolest thing ever. Awesome. And uh, your most memorable road trip? Uh, in general or with the team? Uh, either or. Maybe maybe one of each if you got one. Mm, I think it's a good thing that there hasn't been too much crazy stuff going on on the bus. Uh, we've gotten some pretty gnarly, my old team back at RHA, we've gotten some pretty gnarly, like we call it bottle fights. So, like, you drink an empty water bottle and you just launch it at people from the back of the bus and the front of the bus. It's like a war. So, that was, we've had some pretty sick fights like that. And then I think uh, uh, we've had some pretty chill bus rides. Going up to, last year, going to Penticton, 
on the bus with the guys was was fun. We were so excited. It was like guys who didn't even have haven't even spoken a word in during the year were just like talking, talking your ear off because they're so excited to get to Penn take them. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I guess we'll just wrap up here by looking ahead a little bit. Obviously, uh, the the Thursday night game has now been uh, postponed. So you guys got trail on Saturday, and then uh, I think your next two games are against Wenatchee. So uh, what are you guys? Uh, what are you guys talking about? Looking forward here as you prep for your next games. Uh, obviously, we want to beat trail again here. I think uh, I think it'll be the last time we see him for a while. So so that's 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 positive. I think. Um, and then just moving forward, keep on building momentum, keep on taking the steps here, and uh, just believing in the process here. I think uh, some some days it feels like you're doing the same thing over, where it's not kind of working, but just kind of believing that you know it's going the right way, and then you keep putting the work in that uh, you'll be rewarded for it. And I think we're all following following that that footsteps there that like coach is talking about, and I think that's going to definitely help us be successful over the next couple of weeks here. Awesome. Yeah, I'm. I just realized I I was gonna ask you about those four games with Trail, so I'll uh, I'll insert uh, I'll insert that back in the interview here. But you, you mentioned earlier um, that we talked earlier you were one in three against Trail in the first four games, and then you guys beat them beat them four straight, two before Christmas break and two after. What was what was that like for you guys? Yeah, no, being down three uh, one against them in the series it was definitely a huge wake up call from. From from us ourselves, we expected way more from ourselves and and coaching staff. Obviously, we're not uh, not happy and rightfully so. So I think uh, yeah, we 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 don't like trail very much at all. If you guys couldn't tell, so we uh, we wanted to beat them pretty bad there. And I think uh, going out four in a row, we were talking about it. We wanted to do it, and uh, and we uh, we did. So I think that uh, that was huge, definitely for the standings and just in general. Well, that just about does it for uh, for this interview, AJ. Thanks so much for for jumping on and being a part of uh, one of the first episodes here of the Bucks Network podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me, Chris. I appreciate it. So that does it for episode two of the Bucks Network podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with AJ as much as I did. He's as good of a person as he is hockey player, and I wish him nothing but the best going forward. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk next time.